Welcome, my loyal fans. This is Reverend John St. Germain welcoming you to Crystal Silence League Hour. We're on our episode 107 now. It's in the blood. Tales of Power, Volume 2. Why don't you grab a cold, cold drink or a warm, warm drink or whatever drink you like and uh, come back in just a little bit. I'm also going to explain why I like you to have a drink while you uh, listen to this show. Come back in just a minute. We'll be here. I'll be here. You'll be here. Let's all be here. See you in just a bit. So early on in the history of this uh, August show, our good uh, producer, uh, Professor Charles Porterfield, said, John, we get lots of excellent reviews on this show. And he said, but you know, a lot of people say they listen to it to help them fall asleep. And I said, oh, no. And he said, no, no, it's not because you're boring. He said, it's because of your mellifluous and melodious voice. He said, your voice is so soothing that people find it lulls them into a relaxed state of hypnotic bliss, and they just drift off to sleep, and they like to listen to it. Also, our show often um, in parts of the country comes on around 8 o'clock and goes to 9 o'clock, and a lot of people are very tired at that time of day. Of course, on the uh, left-hand coast, it's uh, 5 o'clock. And so I was imagining people driving home from work being lulled into a hypnotic stupor by my mellow tones and driving off the road, but we've not had any reports of that happening, fortunately. So... Um, it is true. I developed this uh, relaxing voice. It's a relaxed voice. It's cultivated by relaxing the vocal cords and learning to breathe through the abdomen because for many years I performed as a professional hypnotist. I did hypnotic demonstrations from the stage, and I was very successful at it until my retirement. I was uh, one of the more successful hypnotists. Um, many stage hypnotists will tell you that one in ten people are naturally suggestible, so they'll get uh, about 30 people up on their stage, and they'll call them down, and they'll wind up with about a dozen people. If I got 30 people up on stage, I kept about 25 of them. I will tell you that I could hypnotize about anyone because I understood what hypnosis was, and I didn't go by numbers. If I had 20 people on stage, I would keep about 18 of them, and I have photographs um, on one of my websites to show that where I had 30 people on stage um, in various deep, deep uh, hypnotic trances. And uh, usually they were in such a deep hypnotic state at the end of the uh, demonstration. When I woke them up, they had no idea, no memory whatsoever of anything that transpired. They looked very surprised, in fact. And uh, when people talked to them, they said, I, I, had, I don't know what happened. I had no memory whatsoever. And they'd show them cell phone videos of them dancing like Elvis and uh performing various gyrations. Uh, I had a very respectful act. I never had them do anything that they would be embarrassed, just goofing, like stuff they would do if they goofed around with their friends. But I cultivated this voice, and also while I did readings, people would be very nervous, so I had a very relaxing opening um, monologue I would go through while people were um, in my home. And I'm a male reader, and I often lived in uh, remote locations, and so uh, single women would come out and come into my, my sanctum sanctorum, and I could tell they were wondering, am I going to die? And so I, I had this very relaxed uh, and uh, humorous uh, way of relaxing them, and uh, some of the treatment and therapy I would do was relaxing, and I, c I can put someone to sleep with my voice. And so we uh, we had this, and I had a client the other day tell me that she listens to my show on Tuesday nights to help her fall asleep. And uh, I just want to remind you guys, as many people do, uh, all of our shows on the LMC Radio Network are uh, in podcasts. We have them in archives, so you can listen to them <laughs> while you're in a waking state and not necessarily absorb them while you're asleep in, uh, uh, via osmosis. Uh, this is the Crystal Silence League Hour, and as many of you know, and some of you may not, if you're new to this, uh, the Crystal Silence League was formed around 1917 
by a magical adept by the name of Claude Alexander Conlon for the purpose of projecting positive prayer and um, affirmation for all those in need of such. And you may have um, noticed that we have a website, www.crystalsilenceleague.org, because when Mr. Conlon passed into the silence, he took the league with him. And now, uh, magical adepts of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, which you can see at www.missionaryindependentspiritual.org, brought it back to life around 2009 via the Internet. And you can go there and post a prayer. And when someone prays for you, they click on a button and you get an email that says you have been prayed for by a dedicant of the Crystal Silence League. The pastors of whom I am one also will pray for you. And we pray for many people a day. We print out many of those petitions and put them on a crystal altar. You can see pictures of that on our website. Also, it's been my custom to read aloud some of those prayers uh, on this show. So we read aloud uh, quite a few of them on this show, as time permits. I don't read them all because we get almost 200 prayers a week, if you can believe it. And the good news is we have added a remove your own prayer button Um it's a very long story. We had a fellow design the website, and he used his own unique code for that. And then he uh, faded off into the distance. And for several years, uh, we couldn't find anyone who would go in and uh, adapt his code or modify his code. And we found a very talented fellow who agreed to do that, and he's added some modifications to our website. We used to get people who had prayers on there for years and the only way we could remove them would be if you reported them to us and a pastor could go in and remove that specific prayer, which took some searching sometimes. We had to search through hundreds of prayers to find yours. And um, But now we have a button on there, and we tested it, and it works. It says remove prayer. So you can go in and hit that button. You get an email, and it says, are you sure you want to have your prayer removed? And you hit confirm, and your prayer will be removed. And it's so much better than our old system because lots of times we cannot find your prayers. And so um, the reason I ask you to get a, a beverage, long story short, get you a cup of coffee or something caffeinated so you can stay awake during our exciting shows unless you want to go to sleep and then sleep, sleep, sleep. Uh, if you've been with us since the beginning, you'll notice in the first season I used to do a guided meditation. And it involved a mild uh, hypnotic uh, relaxation at the beginning. I quit doing that because people were falling asleep. And it occurred to me, if you were driving home and I'm doing this and you fell asleep at the wheel, that might not be a good thing. But do you remember that? I play relaxing music and I would say, take a deep breath and let it out. And imagine with every breath, butterflies coming from your breath and flying to the horizon, taking all your problems with you. And every time you take a deep breath and let it out, you relax, 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 relax. You remember that? I used to do that. Uh, I stopped doing that because uh, I didn't want uh, people falling asleep when they didn't want to. But I will be releasing a DVD of meditation techniques. Uh, also, audio uh, files that you can download uh, with meditation and relaxation instructions. I will be releasing those. I promise you they'll be available uh, for download or for purchase on uh, hard form. For those of you who like to have hard copies of these things, I will be uh, producing those for you. Um, let us talk about our crystal of the week, which is topaz. And you can get raw topaz uncut, or you can get polished topaz if you like to spend a lot of money. Topaz is a semi-precious jewel made into jewelry, or you can get the raw nugget from the ground, as I prefer. And uh, it's one of those um, uh, wonderful stones uh, that's often used for protection against the evil eye. And uh, it's also supposed to protect you against those who take advantage of you for purposes of personal gain. It's supposed to bring in uh, love and peace. It's supposed to bring out uh, blocked creativity in you. It's a stone that's associated with hope. It's supposed to help with uh, in healing. It's supposed to help with things, uh, disorders of the blood and endocrine systems, such as gout. Um, uh, uh, it's supposed to help manage diabetes along with medical support. Um, it's supposed to help bring in good luck, good fortune, and prosperity. Uh, if you do an infusion with it, you can use the direct method. It's a very hard stone, so uh, clean it 
you know, so you don't have dust on it or dirt or amoebas or anything, and drop it in the water directly. Uh, let it sit in the sun for a day for healing purposes. Let it sit in the moon overnight for magical purposes. Add a few drops of brandy to your infusion. Bottle it and use it for various purposes. You can sprinkle it around the house. You can anoint your chakras with it. You can use it in magical spell work, or you can drink it. And that's Topaz, the crystal of the week. We're going to talk some stories tonight about uh, uh, tales of power, um, about powerful people, stories of power, how you can gain power, how you can use power. Um, it may be um, not marked with rambling circumlocution because I have a lot of stories I want to tell you about powerful people that I have known, uh, incidences of power, and also some techniques of power that you may find useful. But before we go into that, let's read some prayers from our website, the Crystal Silence League website. If you go to crystalsilenceleague.org, you'll see we have a gift shop where you can buy crystal balls and crystals and literature. Some of this literature, of course, are the, uh, the code book that Mr. Conlon wrote for members of the Crystal Silence League, which has instruction and codes and um, uh, techniques that he wrote himself that you got when you joined the Crystal Silence League in his day or bought a crystal ball from him or anything. You bought anything from him. You bought any of his books or anything that he sold. You got a membership for a year, and you got one of his books. And there's also a book he wrote called Crystal Gazing, which was a uh, some techniques on crystal gazing. And you can get a book there uh, written by me uh, on, uh, on the art of... Uh, Crystal Ball Gazing, um, called Crystal Magic, Divination, Healing, and Spellcraft with Gems and Minerals, which gives you uh, lots of spiritual guidance on the practical use of crystals and crystal balls and the development of mental concentration and mind power, silent influence over others, divination, scrying, and telepathic content with uh, people and spirits. If that is the sort of thing you like, there's uh, spells in it. uh, from me and from Miss Catherine Ironwood and other members of the Crystal Silence League, uh, very useful stuff. Um, I'm working on a sequel to that, Crystal Magic 2. I'm also working on a book on uh, New Thought, working on a book on palmistry, and working on a book on sneaky spell work. So uh, I got my hands full. There's going to be tons of books coming out in the next couple of years. Um, so let us read some of these prayers. Uh, we do not read the names out loud, although uh, I, I see them, and I think if you're a member of the Crystal Silence League, you can see them too. Um, I just read them out by prayer ID number, so let's read a few of them, and I join I enjoin you to uh, join me in prayer as well. We have prayer ID number 63272, who prays, I pray that my husband, Jay, will find meaningful work that pays him more than his current job and is closer to home so that we can spend more time together and I have less pressure to work so that I can rest and take better care of our child. May this be so. Hear my prayer. Amen. Prayer ID 63270. I'm praying for an administrative job. I need the pay raise to help me catch up on bills. Amen. Prayer ID 63268. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath, for your arrows have pierced me, and your hand comes down upon me. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. My bones have no soundness because of my sin. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. I wait for you, O Lord, you will answer. O Lord, my God, O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God, O Lord, my Savior. Amen. Prayer ID 63266. Thank you, San Expedite, for coming through for me. Amen. Her prayer was answered. Praise be. Prayer ID 63265. I ask for prayers for a beautiful, loving relationship with MLM, the wonderful man I am dating. I pray this relationship to grow, flourish, and thrive into an amazing friendship and partnership. I pray we both remain loving, kind, and dedicated to each other, and that he continues to look at me as his dream come true. I want our relationship to stay filled with honesty, trust, laughter, lust, and unconditional love. With him, I want us to have the kind of romantic love that lasts a lifetime. May it be so. Amen. Prayer ID 
Pray Righty 6, 3264. I ask and pray to get back together with the love of my life, G. Let all the bad emotions go away and bring us back together. Bring us back together to make our dreams of having a family and growing old together come true. Amen. Pray ready 63262. By the grace of God, may all the necessary paths for me to attract more income be open and clear. Amen. Pray ready 63260. Let me and E be surrounded by white light washed with holy water, all the negativity gone. Let my flip be seen in positive light by him. Mercy, let me have good believable explanation. Mercy, let good spirits be sent our way. Love, thank you, Saints Expedite, Jude, Michael, Anthony, Sun, and Planets. Amen. And lots of emoticons. Prayer ID 63259. Please, could I have a room at Moorside Ward, Rochelle, for 28 days without going anywhere else? Amen. Prayer ID 63258, this is a good friend of mine. Oh, most compassionate and merciful Kuan Yin, please help me to recuperate from my back injury that I suffered this morning. May it be so for this good man who does good work. Amen. Pray ready 63255. I pray that M is filled with a constant intense realization that his relationship with B is repairable and he wants to fix it. What a good-looking couple this is, too. I can see their picture. I pray that M is constantly filled with an overwhelming, intense, burning desire to be together with B and create a vibrant, healthy, passionate relationship together. I pray that M is so overwhelmed with these feelings, he acts now to be together with B. May it be so. Bring these two together. Amen. Man, he posted about six prayers. Prayer ID 63250. I pray that he will ask me out tonight. Amen. That's short and sweet. The spirits, spirits like that sometimes. Pray ready 63248. Praying for immediate favor and help for F with New Day USA to grant favor and help for F who's unemployed needing to find a job. Let New Day lower payment from 1600 a month to afford to nothing until we can do better in life. F is a veteran. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God of the universe and team. Amen. Prayer ID 63247. Gods and spirits, please help my finances with my car situation. I hope and pray the repairs are a reasonable price. Amen. Fix this car, spirits. Come on. Prayer ID 63246. Prayer request for emotional healing from a relationship breakup. I'm depressed, not sleeping. I need strength, faith, motivation, and not to isolate myself. Amen. Let's do one more. Prayer ID 63244. Angels and princes of the vault of heavens, permanent open to me and surround me in my menumen to do my bidding for relationships, to sprout, spring, and deciduously increase my territory and friendship and relationships and career goals in the new way of making my life a better life. May this effort and prayer spread and I've spiritually passed down to my daughters and their seeds. I have truly been alone and have prayed to bring heavenly friends into my light and my soul and life. May it be so. Amen. Now, oh, my friends, my friends, the world needs so much prayer. The world needs so much prayer. Let's have a moment of silence and prayer for all those in need.
Amen. I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, about silent influence again. This is something that we talk about quite a bit uh, on this show. It's taught by Mr. Conlon and his four branches, and we talk a lot about it with the crystal ball. We talked a whole lot um, a few programs ago about the power of influence with eye contact and about the correct way to make eye contact, about not gazing directly into the eye, but gazing at a spot uh, between the eyes, near the nose, a little bit above the nose, and then widening your gaze uh, toward both ears and then back to the middle of the eye. You go back and forth in a pulsating sort of gaze while you are projecting your command to the individual. And sometimes these commands are uh, forceful, such as, I am stronger than you. I'm the more powerful person. You will do as I say. You will give me what I want. And sometimes they're more subtle. They're more along the lines of, um, I am the person for this job. I am the person that you want. Uh, we are meant to be together. Um, and sometimes they're even more subtle than that. There are, um, I'm healing you. You are, uh, you're getting better. I'm sending you positive energy, I'm sending you healing energy. I'm bringing you into a more uh, healthy frame of mind. Uh, we're also, today we're going to talk about the hand, the magnetic hand and voice, in fact. And it's been well known for uh, not only uh, occultists and students of power of the mind, but by scientists, that the hand is uh, used quite a bit in persuasion. Uh, psychologists will talk about a, a practice called palming in courtship. When uh, people are smoothing, like uh, when women are smoothing their dress, uh, it's a flirtatious gesture. Uh, when people touch each, other hand, each other's hands, it's a, uh, a sign of intimacy. And but in uh, in healing, mesmerism and hypnosis, um, it's long been known that there is a magnetic influence that can be projected through the hands. Back in the uh, days of mesmerism, there was it was believed that a mesmeric or magnetic fluid actually emanated from the fingertips. Now, uh, many scientists scoffed at this idea, but I'm going to tell you that. Uh, in many of the hypnotist manuals, uh, Ormond McGill, who was uh, credited with actually inventing stage hypnosis, believed in animal magnetism, and he believed that it could be projected from the fingertips. And I have talked to many people who believe that this is possible, that you can hypnotize and mesmerize people through hypnotic gestures, through uh, through. Uh, bringing your fingertips close to a person and stroking in a downward position, um, but there are other forms uh, of psychic feeling, uh, healing, mesmerism. Uh, handshaking is a form of mental influence. We know people try the firm grip. Um, I'm going to tell you that a firm handshake is more than muscle. It, it can be intention. Uh, a person who you don't have to go to the gym and lift weights to have a firm handshake. You can do it through mental influence. Uh, if you know uh, the principle and methods used. So I'm going to tell you more about the principles of this uh, magnetic hand and voice um, post-haste, in fact. Now, touch is a very potent instrument of, of mental influence. Um, imagine that the, the nerves and wires uh, upon which your nervous energy and electrical current travel, the brain, of course, is the converter or the generator or the conduit of all the energy. Now you can generate the energy yourself as we've talked, or you can be a conduit for the energy without, which we've also talked about. Now, if you are projecting your own energy, it will have a certain amount of power. But if you are projecting the energy uh, without, you have an unlimited amount of power. The brain is this dynamo. It's the converter of the energy. And while this travels in waves and currents, without wires it's a wireless transmission and if you don't believe in wireless transmission then how are you listening to me now folks you know uh, it, it's very funny uh, uh you know tesla created these uh, Waddenclyffe towers and he was going to broadcast energy across the atlantic um jp uh, morgan and other investors pulled out the investment 
because of uh, an invention called radio that Marconi had come up with, or that he had uh, pirated more or less. And so these Wycliffe Towers basically rusted. And you'll go on the internet, and there are people who will argue, and they'll say, well, you know, wireless uh, wireless transmission uh, was a was a pipe dream. It doesn't work. And I said, dude, have you never used a cell phone? <laughs> have you never? Uh, there's also uh, I have these um, very strange devices that you uh, you just sit down on a pad and the uh, the battery charges wirelessly. It's wireless transmission of power, like Tesla uh, came up with. You just you just set them near or close to a pad, and there's a wireless transmission. Of energy, but the wireless transmission of information is a done deal. We have wireless modems, we have cell phones. The wireless transmission of information is a fact. It's a done deal. And Tesla even did it. Tesla had that that damn uh, Tesla coil speaker that he invented, uh, which you can make yourself as a science project. We made them in high school, and I, I remember my mind was boggled. I said, "This man invented." A speaker, an electric spark that was a speaker, and of course, you know what happened with him. And don't get me started. I have an episode on this where I ranted and raved about how the the Nazi Edison destroyed him and George uh, Milius, um, two great geniuses. We, you know, I was driving a car the other day, and I was telling Jonathan, I said, you know, if Tesla had not been destroyed by Edison, we would be driving electrical cars today. Uh, We'd have flying cars, probably. We would be driving Tesla cars today. We'd be driving around with wireless transmission of energy. The cars would be driving around without gas. We'd be using gasoline for industrial purposes. There would be no none of this internal combustion nonsense. We'd be uh, driving uh, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't get me started on Tesla. Just don't. But it's what we know. Wireless, wireless transmission of energy is a fact, and the brain can do it. So certain parts of the body have rich uh, concentrations of nerve cells, and the fingertips have a highly concentrated, probably one of the most concentrated uh, areas of fingertips. This is why uh, people who are healers and massage therapists uh, have very talented fingertips. Excellent polar media for conveying the mental energy of the brain. Um, the lips are another area. You know, if if you're a good kisser, it's because you can concentrate your mental energies into your lips. You you know, there are people who can kiss so well they can cause a person to faint. They can cause a person to swoon. Uh, this is their mental energy being concentrated into their lips. So a lot of practitioners, the thought projection uh, through the 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 hand channel, the finger channel, uh, through the instrument of the hands, make frequent use of this principle through touch. The fingertip channel. Uh, under this method, the person wishing to project a mental current to another person will sit near the person um, with their fingers pointing toward that person or standing. They'll use their hands in such a way without attracting attention. The fingertips are pointed toward the other person. Then they're, they're, they're holding firmly the thought that he wishes to impress upon the other person. And then from time to time, it gives necessary little pulses of that will to project the thought of that person. Now, in both of these processes, he sees and wills that that thought current shall flow through the arms and hands and out from the fingertips in an outward projection, in a cone-shaped projection toward that person. Now, now, very often, you'll see people in conversation make gestures with their hands that are almost identical to those mesmeric passes that the mesmerists used to do. The fingertips are always being pointed toward the person, never toward themselves. Now, if it's done naturally and gracefully, it just seems to be uh, uh, like an exuberant use of the hands. It's not artificial. It's not over emphatic. It's not overly emphasized. Now, there are people who consciously do this or people who unconsciously do it. They just learn that it works, that they can be very persuasive if they keep pushing their fingertips toward another person while they are earnestly trying to convince them in something. Uh, now, also, there are people who, who constantly touch the hands of another person. They pat or tap the person to whom they're talking, and they practice a form of laying on of the hands, just, just exactly like a healer uh, or a hypnotist will do. 
if you've ever seen my hypnosis show, there's a there's a point where I go behind the people, and I'm I'm counting at random. Uh, I'll say uh, I'll, I'll say I'm going to count backward now, and I just like you every time I say a number to release this number from your head, and I'll count at random. I, I really I'll say 99, and I'll, I'll touch the person and go. Then I'll say 94, 87, 73. I don't count in a logical manner because people will anticipate it. And every time I do this, I tap the person with my fingertips. I lay my fingertips on them and go and tap them. And by touching them, I am willing them to go into the trance. And this is, this is my most effective method. And after the third time I've done this, I'll tap them on the side of their head and their head goes down. They go and they go out unless they're really fighting me. And if they fight me, I don't argue with them. I just send them back. And I have a video footage of my hypnosia shows where I'm doing this. And they just go, and the audience is like going, oh, my God. I just touch them. And they go and they go down. Um, so people who um, are not very good at this, though, they, they paw you. You know, you ever have people that paw you? You know, they're, they're, they're pawing you like a cat would. And this is very distasteful. And um, – Usually we're revolted by this because we we feel like we're being invaded, and uh, but now skillful people don't overdo this. They don't, they don't, it's not like you're being pawed over. Uh, it's more like you're uh, you're just being casually touched or tapped. And every time they're tapping you, you're being um, uh, convinced. Now you have to be very careful if you're a man doing this to a woman, uh, because it's. Uh, it can be psychologically um, distasteful and it can be invasive. Um, so, but you see a lot of a lot of guys who are seducers that do this. They'll 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 get their, they'll put their hand on a woman's hand or on her on their arm, uh, or they put their hand around their shoulder or they'll take hold of them in a friendly way. Uh, they'll put their hand on the small of their back, and that is a very seductive technique. That's one of the psychic sex te- uh, secrets, in fact. You put your hand on the small of a person's back. That's a uh, uh, another nerve rich area, and from the fingertips to the back is a very uh, it's a it's a gateway to the erotic zone. Um, um, but a lot of a lot of men have learned this just by trial and error, or by instinct that um, this sort of uh, padding up uh, a person can be very effective. Um, so. The channel of the magnetic hand is very, very um, uh, effective, and one of the most effective ways of doing it is the the magnetic handshake. A magic power in certain forms of handshaking, which many people, many many very effective salespeople, have discovered this for themselves. Uh, there's different types of handshaking. You know, uh, some handshakes seem to just automatically bond you to somebody. You know, some handshakes turn you off. And uh, some people, you just instantly you shake someone's hand and you like them immediately. That's a magnetic handshake if you've ever experienced it. Uh, and uh, if you just think about it, think about all the handshakes you've had. And some people, you shake their hand and you just think, man, I like this guy or I like this woman. Uh, so um, if you cultivate this um, um, firm handshake don't don't crush somebody's hand but there's a firm handshake and it's what you think and what you project during that handshake um uh, and uh i'm going to tell you that there's kind of a an attitude you shake everybody's hand like they are your best friend like they're just the best person you've ever met and uh you know like they're your um uh the, the best friend. Uh, I had I had a friend tell me that uh, if you're going to a meeting, uh, a job interview or a business meeting, while you're going there, you should be have the mindset like you're going on your way to the best sex you've ever had in your life. You should have that anticipatory feeling like, man, I'm going to go to have the best sex in my life. You shouldn't go there with a feeling of dread. And if you're doing the same thing every day, like a job or something, don't go, oh, man, I, oh, God, I hate, uh, I dread this, I dread this. I had a friend who was uh, in show business, and he did shows every day. He he worked at a uh, a venue where he had to go out and do the same show every day. And he said, I just got to where I dreaded it, I dreaded it. You know, I'd, I'd smoke pot, <laughs> I didn't get ready for it. And I said, I said, did it ever occur to you to just think, to train your mind to where you thought, I'm going to go out there and have the best sex of my life? You know, just think that, think this in your mind. I'm about to go out there and make love to that audience. I'm about to have the best sex of my life. You go, no, that never occurred to me. I hated it. I hated doing it. 
And I thought, well, you know, if you hate doing stuff, uh, you know, there's it's a, it's an attitude. It's what you're thinking. And, uh, you know, the last year I was performing, um, I it, I was not driven to perform. Uh, it was a job for me. And I felt that kind of uh, lack of interest enter my mind, but I was being paid to do a job. And I would take hold of myself and say, you owe these people the best job that you can give them, the best show you can give them. And, uh, and that would allow me to go out there and give them the best show that they had ever seen. I'll go out there and say, you know what? I'm going to go out there and have the best sex with them. I can, I can possibly give them. <laughs> and it was, it was something like that, which is kind of creepy when you think about some of the venues I performed for, uh, you know, like old people and stuff. But I said, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have the best sex in my life for that audience. And, uh, I'd go out there and go, Hey, how is everybody? Hey, hey. Even though sometimes I had to drive many hours and I was old and tired, but as soon as I went out there, bam, I was there. Same thing with the show. I do the show every Tuesday. And uh, sometimes I'm really tired. I worked hard all day. I did readings all day today. And uh, by now I'm kind of tired. But as soon as I do the show, it's like, oh, man, I'm great. I feel great to do this show. So we're doing this magnetic handshake. Imagine the power. You meet somebody and you want them to like you. You want them to uh, have a mutually beneficial relationship with you. And remember, remember, um, it, if there's money involved, money that benefits you has to benefit everyone else. So any relationship we have has got to be mutually beneficial. And you have to have this relationship do that. So let's say that a lot rides on this. You know, this is something that you really have to have happen. How do you make it happen? Get the process firmly fixed in your mind about what you want to happen. Get it firmly fixed. Don't leave it to chance. Don't say, well, I'm going to hope for the best. Don't hope for anything. Get it firmly fixed in your mind and project it into that handshake. And hopefully before you've done this, you've done your crystal ball work. And you know how you hold a crystal ball? You hold it in your hand. You hold it in your fingertips. And you project it into that crystal ball. And when you fix this idea firmly in your mind, you visualize it sufficiently clearly and strongly. You'll find you can actually feel the flow of the mental current through your fingertips. Put it in the crystal ball and send it out. Just as we're taught by Mr. Conlon, send it out. When you've acquired this feeling, you will feel that magnetic flow in your finger. I feel it right now just talking about it. I practice this so much just talking about it. I feel the magnetic flow coming out of my fingers and going out to everybody. I feel it right now. My fingertips are throbbing. Now, that second step of placing or throwing the proper thought and feeling into the mental currents that you're projecting through your arms and hands into those of the other person the hand becomes your living instrument of your willpower, which it is. I mean, everything that's ever created is is generated in the mind, through the mind, and, and affected through the agency of the human hand. Every, every building has been designed by the mind and executed by the hand. Every painting, every book written, every idea that starts by imagination in the mind Every act of creativity starts in the mind and is executed by the human hand. So this is no different. Just as I told you how to send or project a thought message to another person by the magnetic gaze, you can do the same thing by means of a magnetic handshake. The only difference is the form of the channel. That's all. It's the same. Now, you hold the thought. Now, I want to tell you, it's very distracting. It's one thing to sit at home and project it with a crystal ball in the, in the quiet of your, of your home. It's, no, it's an, another thing entirely to be looking at someone, having a conversation with them, and being distracted by what they're saying and all the stuff going around you, and looking them in the eye and maintaining different trains of thought, listening to what they're saying, listening to the stuff going around you, and in your mind, maintaining a clear and concise thought that you will do what I'm thinking. And then grabbing their hand and shaking their hand and maintaining this clear and concise channel of thought that for your good and for my good and for the benefit of everybody, these are the things that are going to happen. Now, what if you want to attract the person to you? You know, what if this is somebody you want to attract to you uh, for purposes of a mutually beneficial friendship? You have to first think that he or she likes you. You got to mentally see that 
this person, he or she liking you, and then will that person to like you, all three processes have to be performed almost simultaneously. And in a mere moment, just a mere moment, the merest moment of time, you throw or project this thought, this feeling, not enough to just think it. you got to feel it, and you got to believe it, and you got to put yourself in what is known as the uh, area of pure causation in your mind into the silence. You put your hands, you throw them into his hands, and that's where the, 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 the handshake occurs. You put it into the, the contact of the two hands. Let your whole handshake be the living embodiment of that thought, feeling, and will of you like me and I like you and um, just pump it right into him. And I'll tell you what, I once stood on the stage, uh, on the stage of the amazing Kreskin and he, he went down and shook our hands and you know what? He does that. When he grabs your hand and he pumps your hand, uh, he about takes your hand off your shoulder, but it's not insincere. He looks you in the eye, he smiles at you, and he, he, he pumps right into you. I like you. I'm glad to meet you. And there's no insincerity about it at all. And I said, this is a man who has practiced this particular technique. And everybody who's ever shaken hands with the amazing Kreskin remembers him to their dying day. I will tell you that. Let's stop for station identification, and we'll be right back. Excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Kendalo's Corner with Kendalo Kandisa, Michael Carell, and Lady A, Mondays 5 to 7, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7, On Sacred Ground with Kai Armand and Paige Sapiru, Wednesdays 3 to 4.30, Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya. Wednesdays, 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursday, 6 to 7.30. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays, 5 to 7. All Times Pacific, Add 3 Hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Going from the magnetic thought, the magnetic mind, and the magnetic handshake, we'll talk about the magnetic voice. Now, effective magnetic speech is not just words, although uh, effective vocabulary and effective words, uh, proper words, are effective. It requires the speaker put heart, spirit, charisma, soul, uh, and it's this element of charisma and soul that puts punch into the words. It puts pepper kick uh, into the, what would otherwise be just a, a stale collection of words. The magnetic speaker will put mental projection pictures by willpower and projection into his speech and tone, just as he puts those into the magnetic gaze and the handshake. In other words, there's a mental subtext. There's a mental script. And this is how you can tell good actors from bad actors, because there's a thing called a silent script going on. They are thinking what the characters would normally think. They have a silent script. So uh, everybody projects a halo or an aura, which is um, an expression of their internal self. Uh, Animals sense this. A person can act nice, but if they're a bad person, animals understand this. And we do, too, unless we're very thick, unless we're distracted by the complexity of modern society. And sensitive people pick this up. We, you know, we call such people phonies. Someone acts nice, they're smiling at us, they're shaking our hand, but there's something about the handshake, something about the eyes, something about the voice that is insincere, Some people are naturally warm and attractive and inspire confidence, uh, magnetic. Some are cold, uh, coldly intellectual uh, and reasoning people, but not necessarily magnetic. And if such a person uh, addresses an audience 
eventually people just get tired of him. They, they say, well, he's got good points, but he's not grabbing me. And they, they become bored with him. But a person with charisma and spirit can talk about anything. They could read the dictionary, and people will be people will pay money to listen to this person. They can talk about anything, and this is why we see, on the one hand, people who have wonderful messages but no charisma, and they can't carry the day. And then you have people who have no no uh, intellectual uh, underpinning whatsoever, but a lot of charisma, a lot of charisma. And people will follow them. Sometimes you find evil people with a great deal of charisma. And those who look for a leader will follow them simply because these people with charisma but with evil intention sound good and project charisma. So this is what we have to worry about. Um, If there's a half-educated but very loving and mellow man, but but with one tenth of the logic and erudition of the first guy, who has no charisma, he'll carry the crowd with perfect ease, and everybody's wide awake, hanging on his every word, even though the words that fall from his lips are dung. So it's heart against head, you see, soul against logic. And soul will win every time. But then, what if you get a man with a good heart, a man with sound logic, and a man with charisma? Holy mackerel. The world could be saved. So the only problem is people with good hearts and good souls um, rarely want that responsibility. Um, So the heart and soul is that feeling um, aroused in the mind of the speaker when this conjugation occurs that we're talking about. The magnetic tone may be acquired by practice. And you have to practice until you're able to express your meaning with feeling so that all who hear it may be impressed. You don't need a teacher. You don't need uh, a director. You don't need... uh, someone to tell you how to pronounce words. You don't even have to pronounce the words correctly, but you have to feel the words and use them the way they're meant to be used. You match the feelings and thoughts to the words and you modulate your tone. So after you've mastered simple expression, your words can be very simple. Um, You can practice this at home. Get a book and start reading it. So the magnetic tone, no matter what it is to express, will produce upon the mind of the hearer the impression that you want it to produce. And that's why many, many public speakers, many people, practice year after year to acquire and cultivate and develop magnetic tone. Actors do it. Uh, The very successful actors do it. Uh, Public speakers do it. Um, They say Abraham Lincoln was a master of this. And I really do miss the, the day of eloquent American speakers. I really do. Um, now, I'm going to tell you that there is a uh, an old public speaking trick uh, to impart a vibrant and resonant tone of voice where you, um, you stand in front of a mirror and you pucker up your mouth like you're whistling. Now, you hold your mouth in that position and you, you keep your mouth in that position, and what this will do is give your your mouth a very soft tone, a very soft and floating tone. And this is a tone that is often cultivated by people who speak. And this is a this you'll notice is a very Oriental sounding. Many Oriental speakers uh, from India, for instance, will hold their mouth in this position. And speak in this manner. It is actually it is actually a very um, beautiful type. Once your mouth relaxes a little bit, but when you hold your lips in that position and continue to speak, you sort of sound Vulcan. I think you sound like a Vulcan from Star Trek when you speak like this. But uh, I tried it for a while, 
But what happens when you do that, um, your uh, your tone uh, becomes uh, deeper and more mellow. So if you practice the magnetic tone, you'll be greatly aided and assistant, assisted if you'll conduct uh, this practice and exercises um, with the crystal ball. Employing, as we're often advised by Mr. Conlon, as a focal point of concentrated visualization. You visualize the effect your words are going to have on other people. And uh, I'd like to um, I'd like to end this episode with a tale of power from a very powerful man I used to know. Uh, when I was I was a consultant uh, for a friend of mine who had a series of television specials uh, on A and E, and uh, another fellow who was a consultant was um, a fellow named Bob Fitch who's known in certain circles. I'll tell you that uh, Bob was at the time in his 70s. He's in his late 70s, and he was a Broadway singer and dancer and a consultant for many people uh, who were magicians and jugglers and show business people. And he had volunteered to be a consultant, as I had, for this friend of ours. And um, Bob was a song and dance man, and he'd worked with people like Donald O'Connor and um, uh, Fred Astaire, and uh, people like this. And he, he, he held the record, and probably still does, for appearing in more Broadway plays than anyone else. And he was uh, one of the most highly evolved human beings I'd ever met. And we had long conversations about um, philosophy and life and performing and many things. And I'm going to tell you that the people who worked for uh, A&E and the Discovery Channel were very low-functioning human beings. And they... They yelled and treated us very badly, and uh, we walked in on a set where the uh, director was interviewing our star, and she turned around and yelled at us, and she yelled, she yelled, take a hike, you two, and I opened my mouth to say something. I didn't, it didn't bother me that she yelled at me. I mean, I'm a nobody. I don't mean anything, but this, this man, Bob Fitch, who had worked in the golden age of Hollywood and who had... Uh, volunteered his time for this and who had known Danny Kaye and uh, uh, Donald O'Connor and uh, all these other guys. I opened my mouth to say something, and Bob put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, let's go for a walk, John. And we walked up and down the streets of Washington, D.C., and window shopped, and he spoke of everything. He, he spoke about uh, meeting Fred Astaire, and he spoke about people on the street, and he never brought that up again. It was as if his mind was Teflon and it just that unpleasantness just slid off of his mind and uh, he could tell I was troubled by it and he kept it, it was as if it never happened it was as if his mind refused to accept anything unpleasant and he wore this uh, kind of funny hat I, I started wearing hats like that as I got older too uh, my daddy's called them go to hell hats you know it's kind of a little cap you know you wear and he, he took it off and put it on my head at a funny angle and uh, he made everything all right, and I realized this is a true man of power, a true man of power where nothing external could affect his frame of mind, his peace of mind. And, uh, of course, after 20 minutes of walking up and down the street with him, I was fine too. And the only reason I even remember this is because of the lesson uh, Bob Fitch uh, taught me. And we spoke of many things during that entire weekend. And uh, – he actually told me I was a man of power at one point because uh, I called somebody on on their BS. They uh, they did something, and I went over and called them. I said, you know, you really shouldn't do things like this because it's uh, it's a lack of respect for everyone else. It's childish, and it's immature, and it's disrespectful of everyone else. And he took me to go, you are a man of power. You you call people on things that need to be called on. It's like you're a patriarch. And I said, I said no, no, Bob, you're a man of power. He goes, no, no, you're a man of power. So, um, But – uh, that's another story, but I realized that there's there's a very simple rule of thumb that has been pointed out to me by many mentors and uh, men, men of nobility, and this is something that is very important for all of us, and that is to surround ourselves with people who are noble and who have high standards, and people, some of these people should have higher standards than we have, more noble than we are. So that they can call us when we uh, stray from a, a noble path, um, we should not surround ourselves with hoodlums and people of low standards. And sadly, uh, my family growing up did not have high standards. 
Uh, my dad had a certain nobility about him, a certain pride, but nobody taught him how to be a gentleman. Um, but this is what I realized about uh, Mr. Fitz. He was a gentleman. He was a gentleman. And we should all be gentlemen if you're men, and women should be ladies. And you should ask yourself, what, how would a gentleman respond to this situation? You don't respond to a situation by losing your temper, blowing up, using, dropping the F-bomb. You, you walk away in many cases. You walk away. You respond politely, calmly, with a peaceful mind. And it would have done no good, no good, to have replied to being yelled at by this tasteless woman, this, this director, who yelled at us. Uh, she had no idea who either one of us was. She didn't care. All she knew was that she ha had a job she didn't want to do. She was working with a difficult person, and uh, she didn't want to be there. Uh, she didn't care who we were. She didn't care who he was. didn't care who she was. She didn't care about anything. But how does a gentleman respond? How does a lady respond? How does a polite person, how does a high-functioning person respond? And this is what I always ask myself. How does a gentleman respond? And I've been very fortunate to have known gentlemen and ladies and high-functioning people. I've known the opposite, too, but I don't want to be like them. So in our magnetic minds, this is what we project, what we attract to ourselves. And I was telling a client the other day that uh, it's so rarely that I see bad manners and see rudeness that it surprises me when I see it on YouTube. Uh, people put it on Facebook, and I say, what is this that I'm seeing? And this is because external reality is a projection of what's inside of you what your internal states manifest around you. And if you bring about peace of mind inside of you, that's what's going to manifest around you. And the more you create an internal reality of calmness and gentleness, that's what's going to manifest around you. And you won't be putting up with schmucks telling you to take a hike. You really want. We're running out of time. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Um, I have surely enjoyed bringing it to you. We'll see you next week. We'll talk more about these uh, various topics. Um, I'm going to bring you off with a little bit of music and, you know, by golly, I hope that, uh, that drink you took is going to wear off soon and you can get some sleep. If you're not already, this has been John St. Germain with the Crystal Silence League. Love you all very much. Thanks for sticking with us and we'll see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.